Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. Wow. Happy Friday. Happy hour. We are back with another episode of Just Go With It. And this is a very important episode. So if you are just tuning in for the first time, you are in luck. This is the big number 100. Do you feel 100, Ashley? I'll be honest, I've been racking my brain every day, every hour, all week long, trying to think of a TV show or movie that I can make a joke about 100. If it was our 700 episode, I'd say the 700 Club. Those of you who get it, get it. Those who don't, don't. Those who don't, don't. I said we could use the reference the 100, like the kids that fall from the sky, sci-fi season. I don't do sci-fi. I don't know what that means. And if I don't know about it, it doesn't exist. Well, 100 stands, you're out there, we see you, we stand with you. All that to say, we actually made it 100 episodes. That's actually such an accomplishment. I'm so proud of us for making it this far, for sticking with it. I feel like a lot of people start podcasts or think about starting a podcast, and then they'll kind of just fizzle out after a while. But like, think about it. There's 52 weeks in a year. 100 is twice that, basically. So we haven't been doing this a year. And we haven't been doing this two years, but we've been doing it like a year and a half. Whether it's day drinking, a twilight marathon, a photography session, or 100 episodes, no one can accuse us of lacking ambition. No, we go hard for everything we do. That is such a good point, Ashley. We're doing the most. And we realized that we think this would be a really good time to kind of reintroduce ourselves and most more importantly, why we started this podcast to begin with, because I feel like we've been getting a lot of new subscribers from TikTok, new faces finding us, which is really exciting. Also, this 35-year-old man from my gym keeps telling me that he listens to our podcast. Yeah, and I'm I'm just like that. so honored. He's so out of our like target audience. Did you guys already have a conversation about the podcast or did he approach you and like what happened? No, so like my gym is like such a niche community. Like it's kind of culty in a way, but like the best way is like I'm on the inside of it, you know? And everybody follows each other on Instagram because you make friends and it's kind of that vibe and everyone follows the title page. And so people can see it in my bio, like, oh, you do a podcast and like just check out what we're about. And so that's, I think that's the way happened but i'm so honored and adam if you're listening shout out to you thanks for listening um this podcast mainly is for the girlies though we talk about a lot of girly stuff and life in your 20s and ashley please remind everyone why the heck we started this and what our goal is with it why we started it i'll tell you exactly why we started it back in august of 2020 let me paint a picture for you. Let me paint a picture for you. In August of 2020, me and my entire family had COVID back when it was a newer thing to have. And I would stick at home for two weeks on end, twiddling my little tiny thumbs, not allowed to see anyone. And Abby was stuck on a rural farm in Washington. And she said, you know what? I've been thinking it would be real novel to start a podcast. What do you think? And I said, sure, I can help you out. I have a lot of creative ideas and I don't know what to do. And except start researching this. And then we said, all right, let's just put one foot in front of the other, do a couple episodes and see what happens. And much like most people think of Ashley and I, we can't shut up. And so it was, it just made a lot of sense that we were unemployed. We had just graduated from school. We had so much time on our hands and all this creative energy and we needed to funnel it into something. 
if we'll be honest, I just talked to Abby for 30 minutes straight before we started this episode without taking a breath. And she just looked at me and said five <laughs> words every <laughs> every couple sentences. Yeah, sometimes I have to like barge my way in, but that's the nature of this relationship. And I think that's what makes the podcast so beautiful, don't you think? That's why I can marry you. Anyways, um, so we were twilling our thumbs and we said, you know what? We love podcasts as it is. We were big fans of The Skinny Confidential, Later the Morning Toast. A bunch of um, shows that are by people that are already a little more influential, content creators mm-hmm. and stuff, and also a little bit of an older, more um, broad audience. And we thought, why don't we start a podcast geared toward very young 20-somethings? Because every podcast we try to find that was for 20-somethings was by older people trying to look back on their 20s and give advice. Or right. it was people that did seven episodes and fell out of line <laughs> with it and said, oh, let's kick this in the trash. And we said, well, why don't we just try it? and have some fun with it and see who we can get to talk to us and who we can have on the show and what type of interviews we can have and if we can bullshit our way this way or that way and see what we could do with it. Right. And so we recorded at the beginning in our closets, actually still in the closet, but like that's cool too. It's good for the sound quality, all right? But since we've started this, so much has happened. We've had so many really cool guests on, more than I could ever imagine. Um, Had the most interesting conversations with people just all over the country, different content creators, just different people in cool careers with really niche interests and knowledge. And I just feel like really, I guess, grateful to have the opportunity to have those conversations with people because it's not every day you can just call up someone and say, hey, you want to talk on the phone for 30 minutes? That's weird. I feel really grateful to talk to all of those people and the people that we still follow on Instagram and we respond to each other's stories and we want to have back on some of them. And also nothing gets me going like someone that DMs us or responds to our story that's a random person that loved this episode or Mm -hmm. also read that book or that X, Y, and Z. Another thing I love about this podcast is that it's given Ashley and I a really great outlet and chance to keep our friendship alive. Not that I was ever... The plant died? (laughs) No, not that I was ever worried about that. But just like a lot of people, when you graduate from school, everybody moves to different states back home or wherever your new city might be. And so it is really hard to keep those friendships the same cadence as they were talking to each other at least every week and so this has been a really cool thing and I've since moved cross country to Nashville Ashley's in the LA area and we do this podcast remotely but because we're best friends it still works somehow and I'm really grateful for that it does keep our banter fresh so that I never feel um shy around you (laughs) yeah it keeps our banter fresh it keeps our humor funny and it does give us a creative outlet to talk to each other besides just the usual text about survivor and um whatnot your gym schedule right speaking of survivor i think it's important that we touch on some of the main things that we are just weirdly obsessed with on this podcast so if you relate to any of these you will love us even more because we talk about these all the time one of them being survivor ashley and i are diehard fans it really started in 2020 don't you think i can tell you the literal day it started i was visiting abby in washington on the farm that she owns And I had seen that what we said, like JC Smith and Chelsea were posting about how Survivor was now put on like Hulu. They were obsessed with watching the episodes. So I told Alec or um, Abby, why don't we put on a a season of Survivor? Because it's um, a tundra outside. Like, let's kill some time and put on Survivor. And we turned on 
the season with like Chase Rice and Jimmy Johnson. Season and we were 10, I believe. And we <laughs> steel trap. And we've watched literally countless seasons since then. That's another way to keep our friendship alive. And also we need to figure out what season we're on and like pick back up. But that's mm-hmm. a way to keep our friendship alive. And if anyone knows any Survivor contestants that would love to come on, that is still something that I put on the back burner that I'd love to read. We are it. pining. <laughs> yeah. So Survivor, another thing is we're huge, huge Swifties. We're big Taylor Swift girls. We're obsessed with her. She raised us. We talk about a lot of her songs. We've even broken down a few of her songs because they're just so damn relatable and so good and poetic. Dirty little secret. You haven't been to one of her shows, have you? Yeah. No, I actually haven't. So oh, I had wait, a little tiny yeah. hiatus in high school when it was like cool to hate Taylor Swift, where I just kind of like went along with the crowd. Not proud of it till this day. Probably one of my biggest regrets in life. Um, not standing by Taylor Swift. But I no, I've never paid the money, the pretty penny to go see her in concert. So that's definitely on my bucket list. I'm going to be doing that in my 20s. Maybe a blessing in disguise is that uh, me and one of our best friends bought tickets for her last show, but then it got canceled because of COVID. So now you have the opportunity to go with us the next time. <laughs> the chance is back. It's back. Not holding my breath, though. Can't get my hopes up. It'll be crushed <laughs> too far. Something else that we're obsessed with is reading book club. Book club season. Yeah. So we, I, why? Okay. Sorry. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> so my New Year's resolution was to read 50 books this year. Maybe I might just make it 52 because 52 weeks, but 50 seemed like a good number. So I am trying to get more into reading and Ashley's always been really into reading. So she gives me a lot of book recs and that's kind of how I started getting back into it. If you haven't read One Day in December yet, that book (laughs) formed such a special place in all of our hearts. What made you start getting into reading again? I was sort of getting into it before that, but not so much fiction like that. Like yeah. I really enjoyed reading a lot of like self-help and motivational, but that got me like really into fiction. So something that we're fond of doing, if you haven't noticed already, is we say it's a book club, but there's literally no rhyme or reason. Some books take three weeks. Some books take one week. Right. <laughs> a loose, loose book club of books that we'll post on our Instagram that we're reading to at the simultaneously. And then we'll always recap them briefly on the show and also post a cast list on our Instagram for everyone to vote on. And kind of run with that for whatever's popular at the time. Because something that we think is so fun about reading is that every time a person reads a book, you A, interpret things differently, but B, you always picture different characters in your head of what they look like as you're reading the book. And so it's really fun to pretend like we are the casting directors if this book were to be made into a film adaptation and pick who the heck we would cast. And so that's just something fun you can do with your friends too if you're like looking for a hobby. We take it very seriously um, on our Instagram. (laughs) We take it very seriously because I personally feel victimized on the Instagram if people tend to vote for yours in one book more than mine, the cast list. Yeah, we're also very competitive, which is fun. We're also very competitive about nonsense things. Couldn't care less about real stuff, but competitive about nonsense things. Um, so we are all are going to recap Verity at the end of this episode, and then that'll be on the Instagram for us to fight over later. Yes, I'm blowing my way through Colleen Hoover books. I'm listening to Book Talk, and I'm listening well, and I'm just one after the other. So we're recapping Verity. Stay Spoiler, tuned. Spoiler, our next book will be It Ends With Us. Just You see, that's an instance of week to week with Quick Book Club, but yeah, next week quick. we'll do. Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> we'll do It Ends With Us. So another thing to note are some topics that you can typically – expect when you tune into our podcast we we really do kind of go all over the board with our conversations and our um our topics and our overarching themes but 
the main point of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to cultivate a community of people in their 20s, post-grad, or if you didn't go to college and you're just in your 20s figuring stuff out, figuring out your career, dating, making friends in a new city, um, just living your best life, thriving, forming healthy habits early in life, anything from nutrition to people's struggles with eating disorders to learning how to be super effective in the mornings and have a super productive day to different careers. And of course, hearing from different content creators and just how much their life has turned upside down and how TikTok has changed their lives has also been really interesting too. But we're just trying to remind everyone that your 20s are really, really hard. And everyone always tells you nobody has everything figured out. Okay, sure, that's comforting for like five seconds. But this is just a space to have like real conversations, real honest, talk about it, lay it all out on the line, bring some people on and just make people feel like we are all in this together. And we're all doing the damn thing. And it's we're doing our best. And that's all we can do. So that's really the point of this podcast. We just want to find a community of people out there much like Jenna Palak has done with her fun on weekdays, but kind of our own thing of just people figuring things out one day at a time and trying to motivate each other to live our best lives. Which brings us around to all of our guests, which is my favorite part of doing this, honestly. Who cares about talking to Abby? I could talk to her any day of the week. Exactly. (laughs) Old news. (laughs) Yeah, Abby's old news to my heart. But I love talking to our guests. And I've come to the conclusion that everyone has the same notion about being in their 20s but just a different way of getting there. And I think with each guest, it gives a different perspective and someone that someone listening could potentially relate to, to the upteenth level, just in a different way, shape or form. Also, I remember at the beginning of the show, we said we're doing a TikTok series about guests, which was so dumb because TikTok kind of rules the media world and Mm -hmm. just every world these days. And so the entire show has been a TikTok series of guests (laughs) for different reasons. It's not just pure content creators. It's all different reasons, but still we usually source them off of TikTok. Who are we kidding? Right. Yeah. That's where we, that's where it's at right now. That's where the, the hot button is. People are wanting to hear what these people have to say. And so we try to bring on as many interesting people as we can. But when we first started the podcast, we would just use our friends. Our friends were our first guests and they've been our biggest supporters and our biggest cheerleaders. So we're so, so thankful for not only our friends for believing in us and supporting us and reposting us whenever they can, but also for every single listener and subscriber who takes a part, a little part of their week and listens to our podcast. You do not understand how amazing that is for us, like how special that makes us feel that we're being heard and that we can hopefully positively impact a small part of your week that seriously is so freaking cool. So I'll tell you. you this. I still get bashful about looking at who's listened that week and it's like the amount of people and stuff and thinking about that many people coming into a room and listening to this talk for uh, 40 minutes or whatever. It's kind of um, like we're giving a TED talk, but we're really just secretly doing it behind the scenes, like Oz behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I feel like you, Oz. Maybe you should be Oz and I should be the curtain then for Halloween. Okay, perfect. Uh, Great. But back to some of our guests, I'm looking right now, some of our recent guests, I'm looking in between like episode 50 and 100, because logically, I think that's what we should do. But um, like Amy Bream was a recent big one. Uh, You know her. I know her well, yeah. She was born without a leg. And so she's gone through her whole life and become a CrossFit adaptive athlete. And it's a, a super inspiring story. And that's just an example of something way out of pocket. We just have cool people on with really cool stories. Yes. And a lot of people who are at different points in their life in their 20s, like we just had Mackenzie Marsh on who's 21 years old. And she just graduated from school. And then Amy Bream, for example, is like 28, 29 
made it through the the biggest chunk of her 20s and so she has some wisdom to share as to what the heck it was like getting through the the craziest decade of our lives also i just remembered that when i was looking a while back through like all of the numbers for the different episodes and stuff that it's still the episodes with titles like feeling lost in your 20s or mm-hmm. advice specifically for your 20s that are the highest listened to ones because everyone's just looking for help <laughs> everyone's just looking for <laughs> yeah. help but even though we don't have the answers, we try to make it seem just like a safe space because I think a lot of people think that they should have the answers or should have more of a direction or be at a different place or be at a more successful place, quote unquote, in their life. And just hearing these conversations with us, just being so honest and our our guests that come on and there's, we're so grateful for them for being so open and transparent and just making people feel not so alone I don't know how else to say it it's just I know we're like feeding the dead horse but it's like not feeling so alone also if you spend like for whatever reason or another you spend a lot of your day alone whether you live alone you work from home and you also live alone on top of that but I know that the podcast I listen to the morning toast you know the skinny Mm -hmm. confidential fun on weekdays and stuff it just makes me feel like I'm still kind of like have some sort of community just by like hearing those consistent voices with those jokes every day so if we could be that to anyone that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. And we are led to someone because slowly and steadily, this podcast has yeah. climbed from exactly zero people knowing about us because Ashley and I are not influencers. We weren't born with a platform. We're not hot enough to just be gifted a platform. First of all, that would have been nice. People that cared were our very best friends. You know who you are. <laughs> yep. But it's just, we we're slowly growing this and we're organically growing this. So we really do appreciate every single person who tunes in every single person who shares this podcast with a friend, um, anyone who reposts us. We're just so, so grateful every single time. So thank you guys so much for listening and we're not going anywhere anytime soon where we have big things planned for the rest of this year, more guests, and we're just going to keep on growing. Someone that I think that we are going to have on to follow our own pattern every like 50 episodes within that chunk of 50 is Adam Brooks. I'm trying to figure out how to make Adam Brooks a part of my family or my yeah. my new best friend. Can I, I know adopt that, him. I know. Or can he adopt me? <laughs> he's in his 30s. He is from TikTok and he's episode 90 and then episode 90 and also episode 38. And he is um, some of our absolute best episodes. He gives invaluable advice. Adam is probably invited to my wedding. Have we met in person? No. Do we talk? Uh, sometimes. So <laughs> he, <laughs> he is a man that I do admire very much. And he's a good, a solid, solid episode on, you know, advice in your 20s that I really value. 100%. And, and talking about other creators as well that we have have their own podcast. We love lifting up people who have their own shows. We've had on JC Marie Smith. We've had on Jenna Palick. And we've had on Kara Kirkpatrick, all mm-hmm. who have their own shows and definitely go listen to their shows as well. But can you list off the episodes numbers for those people? Because I feel like if you're kind of trying out our show, you might want to know, you know, some similar podcasts that I would say we're kind of comparable to. Already Friends is Kara Kirkpatrick's. So Jenna, Fun on Weekdays was number 70. Um, Back in August, we're trying to get her back on. And then Kara was, I know, in like May Vibes. Kara, just kidding. Kara was not May vibe. She was July vibe. She's number 66, and her show is also very good. Big fan. Already friends. Already friends. And JC, obviously, with what we said, huge fan of that. That's a show that got me into podcasting. JC is number 44, and I remember that was one of the big guests that we had on for the first time. And I remember, Mm -hmm. again, it was the coolest thing in the whole world to talk to someone that was, like, bigger than someone closer to our circle. 
Yeah, it was so cool. And we had been following JC for a long time, too. So she was like really such a celebrity to us specifically. Like we were just so, so nerdy about it, like so nervous beforehand. But we had the best conversation with her and it was so fun. So definitely go check out those episodes if you're looking for other podcasts. Those are three recommendations as well. Another episode that sticks out of my mind, she doesn't have her own podcast, but um, within this chunk of the past 50 to 100 was Claire McLaughlin, episode 85. I think that episode is so valuable for so many different reasons. And she is almost at a million followers on TikTok. She's doing amazing right now. It's so cool to see people that we've had on just absolutely blow up since we have spoken to them. So that's another reason we want to kind of bring past guests back on to kind of do a life update. But Christina Stratton, too, is another one. Oh, yeah. Um, she's a personal friend of ours from Pepperdine, but you know her as the Elwoods of TikTok Law School Malibu Queen. Shout out, Christina. But we we've we talked to her back when she was just taking off on tiktok and now she now she's in getty images now she's getting invited to aloe and and revolve and things that are just way above our pay grade but like it's just so cool i love seeing these people just accomplish their dreams she's episode 52 and um we can vouch for christina she is just what you imagine she would be off of tiktok and also claire we like follow each other on instagram she's just what you imagine she would be based off of tiktok it's very nice like me don't meet your heroes kids but like it's nice to meet these ones (laughs) Totally. And I just think it's so cool how far we've come and how comfortable we've gotten with the banter and the pacing and all the things that go with podcasting. Because you guys, when we first started this show, the first few episodes were painful. Ashley and I did not know what to say. We didn't know how to toss the baton back and forth. We didn't know when to shut up. We didn't know when to speak up. The whole thing was just absolutely horrendous. And we it took some getting used to for sure. We were not good at it at the beginning. Yeah, we restarted a million times. We sound like we are being held at gunpoint in a hostage situation. If you listen back <laughs> to the first episode. <laughs> being forced, absolutely forced. But from the day one, Ashley and I made this pact with each other that we weren't going to give up on this no matter what and of course we have goals and we want to monetize it and become make it more of a business but we said we want to do this because we actually truly enjoy doing it we love having these conversations we love bringing valuable content to an audience and cultivating an online community and we would do this every single day even if we never made one dollar from it and that's really what made the difference yeah that's a hill I'll die on for sure um oh and also it's just been in my opinion just really a joy to like I said reach out to people on Instagram have them tell us they like the show but also people that are starting their own podcast yesterday I think some girl was like do you have any advice I want to start a podcast this summer so I threw her you know four things that like tools that we used to do ours Mm -hmm. and just stuff like that I really enjoy yeah it's cool it feels like we've accomplished something even though we still have so far to go and so much of this ladder to climb and more audience to grow and all that but just thinking back of where we started and where we are now I'm just so so grateful and so thankful for, again, every single listener. And I cannot believe we've made it to episode 100. What a milestone. Cheers, everyone. Pop the champagne if you're listening. Celebrate shoot. with us. Hell. I know. Shoot, I don't have champagne at the house. <laughs> Maybe this weekend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This weekend or in a couple weekends when we hang out. So all that being said, we have really big things planned for the rest of this year. So stay tuned. We're going to have really exciting guests on, guests in the works, guests that take months and months to book out because that is the way of the world these days. But regardless of if we have guests on or not, you know, Ashley and and I will be here for you every single week. We have episodes out on Fridays and we're always going to try and bring some type of comedic content because that's who we are, updates on our personal lives, but also hopefully give you some value in every single episode so you can walk away after listening 
on your morning drive or when you're doing laundry or your makeup or whatever and just say, I think I got something out of that. That's that's what our goal is ultimately. And it's also if you're a brand new listener, go follow us at just go with the dot podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. And if you've listened to more than just this episode, it means the entire world and then some to us when you review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on there and Spotify. Much like Taylor Swift, we know we are nothing without our fans. <laughs> except our she fans. Yeah, <laughs> except she doesn't and those five know who they are, best friends. Except she doesn't um need it and we do. So yeah. Exactly. All right, enough excitement about the 100th episode and and looking back on our past. Nostalgia is a bitch. We're going to get into Verity. So anyone who is a Colleen Hoover girl, I know you know who you are. We're all out there. Everyone on TikTok is screaming about Colleen Hoover and for good reason because if you are looking to kind of get back into reading, I think Colleen Hoover is a really good gateway, a gateway drug, if you will, to start reading again. If you have not read the book, but you want to there, I'm sure there will be spoilers in this. However, at the very, very end, if you don't care, we will do a cast list, but we'll also post that on Instagram. So do yeah, what, do what you want we, with what I said. <laughs> I think maybe we just post it on Instagram. Do we have to talk about Yeah, no, cast? I don't like talking about it. You're the one who always does it. Yeah, I don't like Scrap it either, that. sorry. Scrap everything I just said. <laughs> We're going to do spoilers. Scrap the whole episode. Turn it off. Unsubscribe. It's done We're after, done. It's done after done. the it away. 100th episode. We are going to scrub this from any recognition. This podcast never happened. No. There will be spoilers for the book if you don't care, like loose ones. No, whole ones. There will be spoilers for the book. <laughs> and- yeah. So if you haven't read Verity and you're planning on it, stop the podcast now. Do not keep listening. If you don't care about spoilers, keep listening. And if you have read It Ends With Us, I really want to cover that one next week. Yes, it ends with us can be next week for sure. I have to finish that one. But about Verity. Okay, to Verity. (laughs) So Ashley and I's favorite genre of film and perhaps book is psychological thrillers. Is that safe to say, Ash? Yeah. What is your favorite psychological thriller ever? Ever? I am thinking, I might not be thinking hard enough, but I was going to say Prisoners. (laughs) I was going to say Prisoners. Okay, well... We, I could have said that for both of us. Okay. I, I could have There's something that. about the creepy crawly and the darkness of human nature that like really scratches some kind of itch with us. But at the same time, we like to read about best friends and one day in December and the romance books and all that stuff. So don't think we're above all that. But we're, we're also girls, girls through and through. Yeah. <laughs> but no, something about psychological thrillers really gets me going. And this book exceeded my expectations really? because I had read a couple of Colleen Hoover books before and I was like, okay like I get it they're good I like the characters you know the story keeps me enticed the whole time uh-huh. but I was like how is this girl really gonna do thriller you know and what do you give it I'll say mine 4.25 I'm honestly giving this a five out of five I am really? because, because I I can't explain the hold this book had on me from literally the first page until the last Son especially the last especially the last like 40 pages or whatever when things are just twisting and turning and you just don't even know i couldn't put this book down ask miller miller's my boyfriend for those who don't know he was in the car with me we were on a road trip on our way to texas to did you read it out loud to him no he refused he doesn't like when i do that Mm -hmm. Um, but that's honestly better for me because i can read faster but i was literally gasping he was like swerving on the road he's like you have to stop gasping like i'm driving and i'm like this book is so fucking good you don't understand just so many twists. I liked the characters. There were parts that actually gave me like goosebumps that made me really creeped out. And there's also like the romance factor. So it really has a little bit of everything, I thought. Uh, well, okay. My criteria for a five is that I would read it again. I would read it again. Oh, you would? 
I would. Okay. Not right away, but like in a while. Yeah, yeah. And if you are not a reading girly, but you're still interested in us recapping this book so you can pretend like you read it at the next dinner party, I have a synopsis for you. So this book is written from the perspectives of both Verity and Lowen. Verity explores violence, trauma, and truth. Writer Lowen Ashley sees a man die on her way to a meeting with a publisher. She's aided by a handsome stranger named Jeremy Crawford. They bond immediately and share their recent personal experiences with grief. So that's like the first episode, first scene of the book is she sees some guy get hit um, by a car on the side of the street in New York. And my God, that's so graphic. It's a really gripping way to start the book. But she's a writer, the main character, and she goes into this house of this really, really famous, really successful writer who's recently been in an accident and she's unable to finish her book series that's done extremely well. Like think somebody who wrote Harry Potter, but she hasn't finished the last two books kind of thing. And she comes in and she's supposed to go through her office and kind of look through all of these things in order to um, finish her book series and she gets, gets paid a pretty penny and she ends up having to like stay at these people's house which is like so interesting in of itself and then she ha- of course has a fat crush on the husband husband's hot as hell he has a crush on her all the sexual tension my favorite thing um, and then she finds this manuscript and so people who have read Verity are either team manuscript or team letters which one are you Ashley okay so yeah this is where all the swelling gets in I am okay before we talk about team letters or manuscript Real quick, are Lowen and Jeremy separately likable characters? The two main characters? I think so. Okay. I, I think Jeremy more so than Lowen, personally. I think Jeremy is for sure likable. I think he's just a guy who's, like, doing his best. Lowen, I thought, was likable until she seemingly on purpose was like, I don't care if I get pregnant by Jeremy. Mm-hmm. That's where I was like, no, something's awry. Yeah, so that's why people are team whatever, whatever, because there's still a lot left to be said at the end of the book which I kind of like it's an interpretive ending but what happens is Lowen this girl who's this young author living in this house finds this manuscript by Verity the wife who is unable to speak unable to take care of herself basically bedridden from her car accident okay so she's like upstairs laying in this bed the whole time and Lowen is reading this manuscript and it's the darkest creepy autobiography you've ever read in your life she talks about how she hates her children she tried to kill her children when they were infants it's so dark it's so graphic and it really is just very shocking and of course to her it's very shocking and she's like jeremy this man who i'm falling for doesn't even know what his wife is she's a monster she's a manipulator all these things and of course verity can't speak the whole time so it's not like she could defend herself they couldn't have a conversation about it and things just get creepier and creepier in this house until the very last page. If you were Lowen, would you have run to Jeremy and said, look what I found, I started reading it, or would you have not wanted to hurt him? I think if I were her, I might have shown him prematurely. Like Because think about it, she doesn't owe this man anything. Yes, she has a crush on him, but it's not like they've known each other for years and she's known their marriage. Like she literally is a stranger in their house, basically here for a job. And she finds this really horrific thing. And yes, it's none of her business, but I feel like at that point when you have not as much emotional ties to the family, I would have shown. I I think I would have tried to read it in like maybe two nights because I would have been so curious and then handed it over. Yeah, like, just get through it. I can't believe she kept trying to put it aside. Well, that was weird. And then also pretending, though, that I hadn't read the whole thing. I would have read, like, said, oh, I read a few chapters of this, but I happened to find mm-hmm. it. Um, okay, the whether the letter was real or not in the manuscript, I think the manuscript was what Verity said, and it was fake, and that the letter was real. Because I think 
that. Okay, well, we have to explain letter versus manuscript. So manuscript is the really creepy story that Lowen, the main character, finds, and we assume is all true because it's written as an autobiography, basically like journal entries. And then at the very, very end, after um, Verity comes out that she was faking her injuries this whole time and is then murdered, so many spoilers, then murdered by her husband, Jeremy, and Lowen just sits there and watches. So they basically are co-conspiring to murder this woman. Then a year later, after they've all moved on, living happily happily ever after lives, they come back to the house to pick up a few things or whatever, and the young son goes into the room and is like, oh, I have to get my things out of mommy's floor or whatever. And in the floor is these letters handwritten from the last days that Verity was alive saying that everything you read was a lie. It was just basically some type of exercise that writers do to get into the creepy minds of their characters in their book because all of her book series that she was known to write was very, very creepy and dark and written from the villain perspective. So she claims in these handwritten letters that her old editor basically told her to do this exercise and no one was ever supposed to read the manuscript because not a single page of it was true. But okay, I'm recounting or I'm going back on what I just said. If that were the case and none of it was true... Why wouldn't she, or just in general, even if it was or wasn't true, why wouldn't Verity have said that when her husband was having the outburst, when he initially found the manuscript, when she was still completely alive and fine? Why didn't she? Because why wouldn't he you wouldn't let her, remember? She tried to tell that him and he choked her. That always happens in movies and books. But <laughs> that always happens in movies and books. But I feel like it's just like like in Euphoria with Rue when the, her mom flushed the drugs down the toilet. Why didn't she just come, say it? Say, this is what's happening. Just come out with it. Well, it's hard. And so, and she also realized in that moment that even if she did say like, it was all a lie, it was all an exercise. He was so enraged that he wasn't going to believe her. He wasn't going to hear a single word of her sentences. He just put her in a car and drove her into a tree. I, okay. He left no room for explanation. I can't decide what team I'm on. He let rage make his decisions. What team are you on? I'm not sure what team I'm on. I'm on team letters because I think it makes the story more interesting. But again, the story is so interesting, even if the manuscript is true and she wrote those letters to cover her tracks, because at the end of the day, just you've got to be some kind of twisted to even be able to write that, even if it is an exercise. I might be on team letters as well, because it adds the haunting quality of Lowen being the bad guy, which I kind of Mm -hmm. was starting to think in some ways, like I said, when she was like, sure, I'll have his baby. No big deal. I'd love to. There's also conspiracy that Lowen who's falling in love with Jeremy the whole time she's in this house, right? And just getting all her feelings mixed up. She could have written the manuscript herself and signed it as Verity. And then, well, I guess that wouldn't make no, the because how would he have end. not? Why? And also, why would he have found it earlier? Well, she could have written those letters too. No, why would he have found the manuscript earlier when like Verity noted, like he got mad at Verity? Well, we only know that he did because of the handwritten letters at the end. Oh, she could have written those as well. I'm not so it could have all been a lie. She's just in that room writing, going mad, going crazy, falling in love. Going to to town. (laughs) Yeah, think about it. You could just villainize the woman upstairs so that you could have the man, you know? Yeah. Maybe she is the villain. That adds a lifetime quality to it. Something seems a little off about her. Something is off. And Ashley and I both picked the exact same character for her, the same actress to play her. And I think that's interesting. Oh, yeah. We picked what's her name? Daisy Edgar, Daisy Edgar Jones. Jones. Up and coming gal. And did you also, who did you pick for Verity? Did you also pick, um, what's her name, Rosamund Pike? Is that her name? No, Bongo? I think it, that is her name, but that's not who I picked. I picked um, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, well, while we're at it for Jeremy, I picked the main publishing guy from Younger. I don't know his name. 
and I picked grown up Tom. Um, yeah. What's his name? Grown up Charlie from. Oh oh oh, Tom <laughs> Wellington. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Wellington. But I do like a good like set in the middle of an estate, middle of nowhere. There was another mm-hmm. book that I read. It was called I think The Key Upstairs by Ruth Ware, and that one was also I read it like a year ago. That one was also um a stay in the middle of rambling fields no one's coming to save you bumps in the interesting night that one was good too something about living in the middle of nowhere man gets yeah things go down used to do it <laughs> i used to live in the middle of nowhere most of my life in fact okay so moving on to our next book i'm approaching the end but you are what in the beginning of it ends with us you're at it ends with us i'm at it starts with us i can't get far <laughs> enough in this book <laughs> I'm only on page like 70 I think and I need to make some leeway tonight so stay tuned I'll be done by next week though don't worry I act okay that this will be the second Colleen Hoover book I read I act like I don't like Colleen Hoover I act like I'm a why do you act that way because I don't know that I lean into it no 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 it's not nothing pretentious I just like not sure that I do because I'm not giving her five stars all around like I like Kristen Hanna Firefly Lane a lot more than Colleen Hoover okay fair Um, and, like, I could say other authors I like more than her. However... Taylor Jenkins read. Oh, well, yeah. Ten times better. However, I am reading her It's a different genre, though. Yeah. Like, it ends with us. I got it a couple nights ago, and I haven't done anything the past few nights, so I've just, like, read a ton before bed. And so, this is obviously her biggest book, like, the most talked about. Yes. Um, I started coming around a little harder, but halfway through, but I also started to catch on to where the title was going, I think. I was thinking about this today, Shower Thoughts, and I was like, Ashley is the type of person who tries to, like, figure out the ending I tried before it happens. Like, I just let it happen. I don't even I didn't think ahead. used to be that way whatsoever. It's literally <laughs> been in the past year. I've just... I wasn't always like I wasn't, that. I wasn't always like that. It's just I've read so much in the past, like, couple years that it's just yeah bouncing around sometimes things are predictable and it's whatever like you watching a psychological thriller did you think the silent patient was predictable i I did not the silent the silent patient that's another good thing about books and i guess art in general movies whatever it could be it's just there it's so polarizing like somebody can read the same book and have a completely different experience i have a book that you literally have to read before you watch it on i think hulu because it came out as a movie but i really do want you to read the book first and it's called no exit oh i think i've heard of this okay well let's go into our recommendation section now which is our turning into the whole episodes these days um no exit (laughs) by taylor adams it recently came out on hulu but i highly highly recommend that you um read the book first i'm not just being one of those freaks that says that i actually do think that this time but it's this girl and she is driving home in the dead of winter i think in colorado roads are closed so she stops at a rest stop there's, I think, five other people in there, one woman and, like, four other men, also parked oh outside, also in the rest stop, waiting for the snow to get out. She, there's no cell phone reception. So she's like, let me go outside, try there to make a call. There never is. There never is. Try to make a call. It's the dead of night. And she sees in the parking lot a van. And she's kind of, I think she's, like, standing by it. And she sees a little girl in the back of the van in a cage. And so someone in the rest stop is responsible. But she doesn't know who, obviously. <sighs> Um, I have chills all over my wall. And this read like a movie script. It was so action-packed, so quick. The movie, I could guess, if I hadn't, didn't know, I could have guessed what was going to happen. The book, I couldn't guess. So that's why I think the book is better. 10 out of 10 recommend. Oh, my God. Uh, That's a thriller I would read again in a heartbeat. I just realized something as you were saying that, too, about books versus movie. The way that you're saying, like, the movie, you could kind of predict, it's because the characters are, like, bringing things 
to life with their expressions yeah. and their foreshadowing. And when you're reading, just your you damn don't really head. Get any of that. Yeah, it's just your head. So it's like, it's only as far as you want to read into things, yeah. you know? It's so interesting, all of and it. And then also, I think, do you already have The Great Alone? I yes. can't wait for you to read The Great Alone. I think that one will probably be next after it ends with us. I also need to read Ugly Love, though. Tell it. me when you start The Great Alone, because I'll read it again. That's how five stars easy. I'll read it again. Beautiful. I'm so excited. Another recommendation I have for you listeners is anything by Taylor Jenkins Reid, specifically yeah. Malibu Rising, Daisy Jones and the Six, or is, of course, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. All of those slap in equally different ways. Yeah. I told you, though, I really also liked One True Loves. If anyone likes Jake Gyllenhaal, the movie Brothers, kind of akin to that in a weird way. <laughs> akin, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, akin. Um, but yeah, those are some books I've enjoyed in the past not recently but in the past all right so i think that pretty much sums it up if you like reading taylor swift survivor or not feeling alone in your 20s you'll like this podcast (laughs) (laughs) well what did you say taylor swift what did you say survivor reading taylor swift survivor and not feeling alone in your 20s i feel like there's also more super oh if you like reading out loud to your friends that's super niche that's a good one yeah, nothing makes you yeah. feel more like you're in an orphanage than reading aloud <laughs> by candlelight. Yeah. But if you like those things, then you'll like us. And hell, we like you back. So <laughs> tell a friend about this podcast. And I hope everyone has just an amazing weekend. Again, thank you so much for listening and follow us everywhere at just go with it.podcast. Love you guys. Goodbye.